Welcome to Recover Strong, a podcast that will transform your recovery from an eating disorder by helping you go from theory to practice to mastery. This is your special time to learn new skills, tools, and get the inspiration you need to recover strong. Let's get started. I'm your host, Jessica Flint. I'm the founder and CEO of Recovery Warriors, a wisdom sharing platform for all people impacted by an eating disorder. Recovery Warriors provides resources and support to heal your relationship to food, body, mind, and soul. I believe recovery is not only possible, but it is worth it. That is why Recover Strong exists, to help you see and connect to the potential that lies within you to find freedom from an eating disorder. Today, we have a conversation with Laura Tapp. I first met Laura when she joined the School of Recovery and worked with her for almost a year and was able to watch her truly embody the practice of recovery. And she is a woman that I deeply admire for her strengths. And even though it's been years since she's gone through the School of Recovery, we've remained connected. And it's just always a joy to hear her stories and really see how her recovery is continuing to solidify. Laura has definitely been dealt a heavy hand in life. She just exudes and just radiates resilience and courage. And because of that, she's risen above it all. And before we dive into Laura's story, I want to say thank you to Emily for filling out the listener survey. Emily asked for more ideas to move forward in her recovery, and today's show highlights a few that worked for Laura, and that I'm excited for you to listen and learn about Emily. And we will continue to cover more ideas to move forward in your recovery from all different angles, from mind, body, heart, and soul, because eating disorders are not about the food, yet they are about the food. And this is a bit of a paradox. So much goes into the development of an eating disorder and ultimately recovery. And for all you listeners, I would absolutely love for you to take a few minutes and fill out the survey. And when you do, you get entered into a raffle for a free recovery strategy session with me. And you get to help us understand your needs so we can serve you better with this show. You can find the link to the survey in the episode notes below. And a big thanks to you, Emily, for your feedback. Now let's get into this inspiring interview with Laura Tapp, who has gone through the School of Hard Knocks and now has a graduate degree in resilience, compassion, and faith. Welcome to the show, Laura. I'm so grateful you're here today to share your story. Now, we met way back in the fall of 2018, and that was when you joined the School of Recovery. And it was such a magical experience to watch you show up and really connect with the community and do the work. And I'm curious, like, what inspired you to join, to actually make this decision to focus on your recovery? I had been trying to find ways to get help, but I just kept running into roadblocks, it seemed like. And it was like just synchronicities, I think, that I was able to come across Recovery Warriors and saw that there was going to be a new launch of School of Recovery. And it looked and sounded like exactly what I was needing in that moment of my journey. And how many years were you struggling prior to this? Like, what was that like for you? Prior to me joining that, it had been 18 years. And were you secretive about it or did people know in your life? 
I was very secretive about it. I actually didn't. Um, so my uh, eating disorder started in 2000 and I didn't open up until the first time about it until 2013. That was an extremely scary moment and it didn't turn out. I actually opened up to my then husband and that turned out to be a complete disaster for me. Therefore, I, I went back into secrecy with it. And then I just, um, I, it seemed like after that moment, then I just knew that I had to, you know, to open up to be able to start my journey and change this of my life, you know, because it was really just a destructive path. And I ended up getting a divorce <laughs> and actually someone else very special came along in my life. And I just had decided during that point that I was going to be completely transparent about what I was going through. And that person, you know, was very supportive of me and my struggles and they wanted to genuinely be supportive and, you know, offer encouragement in any way that they possibly could. And so, you know, I battled with how to even recover and for five years, so like 2013 to 2018. And how, how was that, how was I going to accomplish that? And really in the beginning of that time, I just kept myself busy because I thought if I could keep myself busy, then it, I wouldn't have time to have an eating disorder. And really that was not the right path because what that ended up doing was fueling me in ways to where I turned more to alcoholism. And so now on top of having the eating disorder, I also had to conquer, you know, me turning to alcohol. And both of those seem to fuel each other. The alcoholism fueled the eating disorder, the eating disorder fueled the alcoholism. And so I saw that, you know, what I was doing was really just like um, avoiding even recovering. And, you know, by avoiding it, that obviously wasn't the way to go. And interesting, interestingly enough, in 2016, I started having seizures. And that that experience really put me on the path of my journey because it changed my life in a sense to where I had to address what my body was going through. And I knew that I couldn't be using this method of avoidance any longer because it was either get well or something more serious happened to me. And so I chose to go on the path to recovery. And first that was addressing my alcoholism. And so I started by getting sober. And six months later, after I started my sobriety journey is when I actually found the school of recovery. And so I was able to start that journey. And ever since then, it's been a very fun, hard, interesting roller coaster ride that I wouldn't trade 
anything that I've experienced for any amount of money, any other way to go about it. It has been really something that has transformed me completely. My, it's transformed me as a person. It's trans- transformed me in my life. Yeah, I could just go on about that. Well, since, I mean, even since you started now getting like committed, right? Because I think there's a point where you can say, I want to recover, I want to cover. And then there's a point where you're saying, I'm committed, I'm going to do this. You've had a lot of things pop up in your life that are really challenging, like things that have can derail anybody, regardless of whether on the path to recovery or not, but you stood on the path and you were able to continue. What were some of the coping strategies or tools? Because you kind of mentioned that this is something that was helping you cope with with life, right? That this was a way for you to to stay like contained in in the addictions so you could just escape other areas of life. So how have you been able to cope without turning to alcohol, without turning towards your eating disorder behaviors? Yeah, I really began um I've always had a, you know, a spiritual connection, but I really was able to have a much different spiritual awakening in a sense, because I was able to now do it with a clear mind. And like, I didn't have the fogginess or, you know, anything that was, I wasn't using anything to numb myself anymore. I was able to really, really put myself into that journey. Another big thing that was helpful to me was using guided meditations. That was huge. Also self-compassion. I can't say enough about self-compassion in the beginning of my journey because I was able to, not only did self-compassion for me help me have like a closeness to my higher power, but it also was a way that comfort, I was able to comfort myself. So not only was I able comforting myself, but I was also to, able to connect spiritually and feel even more comforted. So that was another way. And another coping mechanism was I am affirmations. I would just start, you know, finding things that I found positive about myself and I would start using I am affirmations you know I I am important I am worthy that was one of the biggest things for me I am deserving and so once I started doing that it was I was able to kind of switch my actions to more healthy ones opposed to going back into the same extremely familiar and easy to fall into pattern of eating disorder. Yeah, that's that rewiring the brain, right? There's the pathways that are grooved in for years, and then it's about trailblazing and getting those new pathways going. Those are all great strategies. And when you look at, like you mentioned that you went through the divorce and you talked with your previous husband and he wasn't helpful a lot of times I hear that with people, they open up to the wrong person. And it's not like it was their fault, but they're like, okay, I'm going to do this brave, courageous act and share my story. And then this person isn't there to receive it, or it it falls flat and the reaction that I was hoping to get wasn't there. And so then you went back into hiding around that. 
do you, when you opened up to your now, um, now amazing partner, uh, was that scary for you? You said you were, you know, I'm just going to do it, but did, did you feel like what happens if he says the same thing? Or It wasn't scary to me because I was at a point in my life that I knew that honesty was going to be what drove me forward in this beginning of the path that I had landed on. So we just had a conversation about that. And I, you know, explained to him how important honesty was to me. And so we both just kind of laid it out there. And a part of me, you know, and being honest was that I had this eating disorder and I wanted, I felt like that making him aware of that would also help me be accountable. And he's very nurturing. So yeah, being honest with him was just, it, it, it was extremely important. And I was also at the point to where the reaction was negative in the past. If it were negative again, then I knew that I could overcome that. But at this point, I could overcome it with still being honest to myself. That really is how I approach that. And yeah, let's talk more about honesty here. Because I think if I remember correctly, isn't integrity like one of your core values? It is. Yeah. Um, actually, my core values have been one of the biggest things that has continued to drive me forward in putting one foot in front of the other towards recovery. Because yeah, integrity, honesty, loyalty, spirituality, those are big core values of mine. And in order for me to make the next best decision, that's how I've kind of approached all this is now that, you know, once I was able to get myself into a space to where I could think about my actions instead of immediately resorting to acting out with disordered eating behaviors, I was able to kind of sit in that moment to when I wanted to act out in those behaviors. And I would say to myself, is this really a part of you? Like, are you following your core values? And not, you know, I, I'm not if I'm choosing to go back to previous behaviors, but I am if I'm choosing to move forward in behaviors that are more in line with who I am authentically and knowing myself in a soulful way. I would I, I would never treat myself that way is how I would kind of put it to myself. So yeah, knowing your core values, I feel like when you are living out of alignment of your core values is when you experience the most suffering, right? So when you're living this life where you aren't being in integrity, do you feel like your first marriage you were in integrity was what you really wanted, how you wanted to be treated? No. I had the eating disorder, you know, when I first started dating him, it's like the eating disorder came along because my mom had just passed away. And it seems like that's when it was like really, truly triggered in me. And so when my mom passed away, then he kind of became my safety net. And so that was just an extremely, yeah, 14 years of destructive relationship. And so in being in such an unhealthy relationship, I was also treating myself in an unhealthy way, just a, yeah, a, a, a avoidance of everything, it seemed. 
But if you struggle, you know, to believe that you're worthy, to believe that you deserve good love, which is, you know, often the eating disorder and any type of addictions can really make someone feel less than, right? Love stems from this feeling of not being good enough. Oh, yeah. And feeding into that. And so, you know, you often see people's relationships transform when they transform. Their relationships mm-hmm. become better. They find new partners or their existing relationships improve. Now, losing your mother, that's, I mean, that's a huge life event. That can be a really hard thing to lose. Do you find that self-compassion now has been a way for you to connect? And you mentioned spirituality to kind of connect more with that mothering within you and also the great mother and your mother in the worlds <laughs> beyond now. Yeah, definitely. I, I've i actually, it's just so interesting and it's so hard to put into words because the comfort that I do feel and the connection that I do now feel with my mom, because I don't have these blinders on anymore and I'm, you know, able to feel this. I don't really know the word to put with it. It's like I have the connection with some someone. I have the guidance that I need. And I feel like I have a partnership with my mom actually being a part of me because I'm actually now really living my authentic journey and making the right choices for myself and doing things that I know that not only make me proud of myself, but would make her proud of me. So you really feel her presence there, even not the physical, but just understanding that she's walking this path with you and proud of you for the steps you've taken. Oh, that's just so beautiful to have that connection. And, you know, it's, it's always there, right? You can always connect with her at any time of the day. I love that's when you start to think more of the spiritual source. It's there in the you know, any 4 a.m. if you need to call on her or you need to connect. Definitely. And, you know, that's been um, having that feeling has been extremely important in me staying on my path to recovery and really staying dedicated because I also in the past few years have had two, both of my brothers pass away unexpectedly. And so I was able to stay with that energy that, you know, helped me move forward in a mindful way instead of resorting, you know, like I would have in the past to destructive behaviors. I actually have with um, the things that you wanted to change most in your life when you first started the school of recovery, you said tools to overcome your eating disorder which I think you mentioned were uh, some here, self-compassion. Were there any other tools that you found that were helpful to overcome eating disorder? You said affirmations, self-compassion. I think that one of the biggest thing was the self-discovery work. I'd never, I never really, I, and I think it's from not having my mom, you know, and at, at such a young age, I wasn't able to ever really, I guess, have someone that I felt like I could open up to about things that I was feeling or going through. And I I lost my true self in my first marriage. And so the self-discovery work and really figuring out what my values were, I think was a huge stepping stone. For me, a big part of it was self-discovery and really committing to 
you know, um, even in the beginning, I remember I had no idea even how to do that work. And so I literally got out a piece of paper and wrote in big letters at the top, what makes me happy? And then I started writing down, you know, just things that made me happy because I was at the point I didn't even know what made me happy. And so, I mean, just doing stuff like that really kind of helped open me up to different things. And then obviously, as I continued to have this amazing connection, you know, in prayer and having the support of God and seeing how he was working in my life, then I was able to, you know, have even more in-depth ways of self-discovery. Yeah. Yeah. It's almost like you were frozen in the beginning and then you just start to thaw and see the joy in life that's there all around you and you, when you're receptive to it. Yeah, definitely. I mean, because I spent a lot of years just numb. I mean, you know, I, I, I became numb, you know, when my mom got sick and then I just continued to make myself even more numb for many years to follow. And so, yeah, it was just a part that process of like, yeah, thawing out from being frozen and then, and having the courage. That's another one of my values <laughs> is courage. Yeah. Um, I can see that. Yeah. Having the courage to move forward in a scary way. You display that though. I remember just seeing so much of in the gratitudes and just being, cause you know, you kind of witness someone's daily life progress through their daily gratitudes and just so many things that you would show up. So in the face of fears and just show up so much courage, you know, just bring it on. Like, yeah, like, I did. I really got to that point. And I am to the point now that um, I feel like I faced so many hard obstacles in my life that, I mean, I have just grown to appreciate the ones that are to come. I know that I'm going to learn a lesson from them. And I honestly am, I have that attitude of just bring it on because I know that I'm going to be able to overcome it and come out of it in a way that I have learned an extremely valuable lesson. And it's also created experiences for me that has helped for me to be able to be compassionate to others in a way that I'm able to understand them through my own experiences and be more empathetic. Yeah, I love that phrase, you know, obstacles make me stronger. <laughs> uh, and so you also said what you were wanting to change most in your life was the ability to focus your attention on pursuing your goals and dreams. <laughs> and so how has that evolved for you? It's so funny because when I did say that, that was, the, I feel like at the beginning of School of Recovery. And so now to look back and have said that, I'm actually living that now. And it is really, really cool to me because in another, you know, moment of despair, when I was facing an obstacle, I felt like my next step would be to go into, uh, to, to volunteer. I knew that it would help me heal. And I was praying about, you know, ways to volunteer. And I actually, I've had a a passion and a hobby for many years now of managing events and especially in the wedding industry. And so I started volunteering for a wedding venue that's nearby. And this is actually, this season is my third year 
with them. And um, I was hired on after my first year of volunteering with them. And so it's become like a, a side job of, it just brings me pure joy. I mean, so it's really cool to have seen that come to fruition. And you get to leverage so many of your skills, like like your organizational abilities, like right, because wedding management is like no big, yeah. no easy task, right? There's right. so many moving parts, and then still make it fun for the bride, the groom, the wedding party, so they don't feel stressed, and like you're able to do such a good job with it. Yeah, it is, and it's also like it's been a good experience for me because it's helped me to continue to open my heart to love because, you know, some of my challenges have been with relationships. And so it's been really good for me to continue to keep, not, not build a wall in a sense. Yeah. Oh, I I think that just makes me feel much like, that's totally what I love about you. It's like, you're not victim, you're creator. Like, and I really see that in, in your personality is things can happen to you that suck, right? You're able to just see everything with this these loving, I almost want to say like childish eyes where it's just this yeah. like wonder and like, oh, like how amazing. And that's really that creator is coming from that place of joy and love as opposed to bitterness, resentment, anger. And it's really a, just a beautiful quality you have. Yeah, thank you. Yeah. And then another thing that you wanted to change most in your life was just to genuinely experience happiness and joy. How are you doing there? I'm doing fantastic <laughs> that, yeah, I really do. I, I've, I've learned to let go of thoughts and behaviors that do not serve me. I've learned to identify those, I think is, you know, something huge that was for me is having that awareness to identify what those were and to be able to have a much different perception of life. And that, that's been through my obstacles is I've, I've been able to find the joy by going through those and, coming out at the other end and seeing, oh my goodness, you know, now this makes total sense of why I had to go through that. And so then it really does fill me with joy because I am able to kind of have this really deep understanding of myself and my life. Yeah. You know, what would you say has been a big gift that you've gotten from this? Because yeah, I like to think sometimes of this idea around the hero's journey and like you've had to slay all these dragons, these limiting beliefs, these uh, certain types of people that you've attracted into your life and you've had to change who you are so you're attracting different people into your life. And what has been a treasure that you've gotten from this, something that's come out of this whole journey that you've been on? Yeah, I've, I've gotten so many treasures. But really, you know, I think that one of the biggest things is I have been able to have the opportunity to release myself of the toxic people and the toxic traits that were a part of my past. And over this, you know, recovery journey, I've been able to be brave and invite in people who have been such an amazing part of my own self-growth and have accepted me as who I am because I've really, you know, grown into my authentic self. And another thing that's been a big treasure is just the resilience that I've gained throughout this process. It, I really feel like a true warrior by being able to 
be around people who make me a better person, me being able to make myself a better person and having the resilience to be able to go through whatever may come my way. Yes, I love it. Resilience is something you really can come to respect, right? But you have to like, (laughs) you know, you're not going to become resilient if you're, if you don't have hardship, obstacles, like you need to have things that pull you off center to, to learn what it means to be resilient. Oh, yeah. And I love how you've been able to, because with, you know, your strong earth signature, there is that like stubbornness that can come with it. Like, and you can use that in the direction of the eating disorder or the addictions, like just being stubborn and, and, and not accepting help or not changing. And then I love how you've been able to take that stubbornness note now and it's like stubborn towards your values. Like, is this like, is this in line with my values? Yeah. No, out. Well, I've been able to look at that because I, I am at a fault, very stubborn. But I've been able to turn that around inside my thinking and understand that it isn't so much stubbornness as it is determination. Yeah. And so I've been able to kind of move forward with thinking of it in that way. And that is such a good attribute for me, as opposed to being like, you're so stubborn and not willing to give in, is that I'm more really determined. Such a good reframe. Determined to like live your values, determined to discover your authentic self, determined to do what makes you happy, determined to not let eating disorder or alcoholism be a part of your life anymore. Oh, I love it. Well, I just want to wrap up with a few questions here. It's just been such a joy to to talk with you. I, I really do. I just admire you so much. Uh, what have been the most important things for you to learn to get to the next level of your recovery? Me being able to understand the sense of freedom that lies ahead for me has been big. Yeah, and just to accept the unknown, I think, you know, is really big for me. And yeah, just to accept the freedom that's ahead. That's an interesting thing because so many people, what they want from the eating disorder is freedom from the eating disorder. Freedom, right? They're like That's like a word I know that really resonates with people who are you know, stuck in the eating disorder. I just want freedom. I just want to get out of this prison. But then it's there's uncertainty that yes. comes with any freedom. There is uncertainty. It's not scripted. There's So it's, if you want the freedom, you got to accept the uncertainty. You got to accept that there is no script. You're living it. This is your movie. You're yeah. the star. And it's really, for me, it, when I say that, you know, the sense of freedom now, I mean, it's not that I associate that to freedom from the eating disorder because I feel like I've, you know, been through so much, but it's really, to me, it's the freedom, the freedom of my old way of thinking and the freedom from the person that I thought that I was, all the limiting beliefs. I mean, there's, there's freedom from so much more to me now than just from the eating disorder. And it's because I have willingly gone through all of the challenges of the uncertainty. Mm-hmm. How has compassion served you in recovery? The big thing for me with that is that I finally learned through compassion how to show myself grace. And I feel like that once I was able to show myself grace, then I was able to look at my life and look at other people and the people that I cross paths with, paths with in a much different way and know that we're just all messy humans. And I was able to show them more grace and be more compassionate. Yeah, you definitely have. We all have that like 
inner uh, Glenda the Good Witch and then the evil <laughs> witch like within us. It's like, who are you going to let guide you? Well, thank you for being such a strong example of what it is to be courageous and resilient. And yeah, I love seeing how far and fast you've come in two years. And I know. It, it's yeah. just because it's that determination. I think you had that switch that said, I I remember actually in the intake form, I had all these things like, what are you the most interested in? Like the creative activities, the like group calls. And then you made your own checkbox and you said recovery. (laughs) (laughs) I was, I was so ready at that time. I really was ready to start this journey. And I, I was determined. I mean, I really was determined to get through this and not let this rule me any longer. Oh, thank you so much, Laura. It's just been a pleasure getting to talk with you more and hear your story. Thank you, Jessica. Thank you, Laura Tapp. Now let's go over three key takeaways from this conversation to help you recover strong. Key takeaway number one, live in line with your values. We experience the most suffering when we are living out of alignment with our values. Eating disorders take you away from what is truly important to you and from what makes life and recovery worthwhile. Laura realized the importance of recognizing her values and living a life in line with them. My core values have been one of the biggest things that has continued to drive me forward in putting one foot in front of the other towards recovery. Integrity, honesty, loyalty, spirituality, those are big core values of mine. And in order for me to make the next best decision, that's how I've kind of approached all this is, you know, once I was able to get myself into a space to where I could think about my actions instead of immediately resorting to acting out with disordered eating behaviors, I was able to kind of sit in that moment to when I wanted to act out in those behaviors. And I would say to myself, is this really a part of you? Are you following your core values? And I'm not if I'm choosing to go back to previous behaviors, but I am if I'm choosing to move forward in behaviors that are more in line with who I am authentically. In order to live a life in line with your values, you need to be clear on what they are first. It can be helpful to make a list and write down what's important to you. Or if you could use a little more guidance, search for a values worksheet on Google. Tons of results will come up for you to try, and many of them are used by actual therapists with their clients. Knowing your values and taking steps that bring you closer to them is a helpful and practical way to move forward in recovery. So that is key takeaway number one. Live in line with your values. Key takeaway number two, trailblaze new neural pathways with affirmations. Did you know that your neural pathways can be rewired? Your eating disorder thoughts, feelings, and behaviors can be changed. You aren't stuck this way forever, no matter how long you've had an eating disorder or how old you are. There are a few ways to go about rewiring your brain, like therapy or committing to a meditation practice. Another way is through affirmations, which are a free and simple thing you can do no matter what your access to treatment is. Laura embraced affirmations, and these help move her closer to recovery. Another coping mechanism was I am affirmations. I would just start finding things that I found 
positive about myself and I would start using I am affirmations. You know, I, I am important. I am worthy. That was one of the biggest things for me. I am deserving. And so once I started doing that, I was able to kind of switch my actions to more healthy ones opposed to going back into the same extremely familiar and easy to fall into pattern of eating disorder. Affirmations are a powerful tool to carry in your recovery toolbox. That's why we created the Daily Growth Habit here at Recovery Warriors, is our free library of audio affirmations that are designed specifically for your struggles with food, body, and love. You can play these affirmations directly from your podcast player, and we add new ones in every new moon and full moon. So if you want to follow Laura's lead by practicing affirmations, sign up for the Daily Growth Habit at recoverywarriors.com slash habit. When you do that, you'll get a private invitation link to join the Daily Growth Habit. So once again, the link is recoverywarriors.com slash habit, and it's accessible down in the episode notes below. Check it out and trailblaze new neural pathways with affirmations. Finally, key takeaway number three. Obstacles make you stronger. Laura has experienced major pain and loss. She lived through an unhealthy marriage, an eating disorder, alcoholism, and the loss of multiple immediate family members. These are the kind of things that make you feel gut-punched by life, and like you may never get up again. But you can, like Laura did. She took her pain and turned it into a superpower to move forward. I feel like I've faced so many hard obstacles in my life (laughs) that, I mean, I have just grown to appreciate the ones that are to come. I know that I'm going to learn a lesson from them. And I honestly am. I have that attitude of just bring it on because I know that I'm going to be able to overcome it and come out of it in a way that I have learned an extremely valuable lesson. And it's also created experiences for me that has helped for me to be able to be compassionate to others in a way that I'm able to understand them through my own experiences and be more empathetic and having the courage. That's another one of my values. (laughs) Yeah, having the courage to move forward in a scary way. Obstacles make you stronger, even when it doesn't feel like it. Take a moment and look back at all the hard things you have been through. You have a 100% track record for getting through it all. And your pain is valid too. Sometimes life is excruciatingly painful and unfair, and there's no way to pretty that up. Life hurts sometimes, but it doesn't need to define you or your future. Let your courage, strength, and resilience shine through your hardships. You can hurt, you can grieve, and you can find recovery and build a healthier, happier life at the same time. You can do hard things and come out stronger on the other end. And even though you sometimes wish they weren't there, obstacles do make you stronger. So these are our three key takeaways from this conversation with Laura Tapp. Well, my warrior friend, thank you for having the discipline to listen in. If you found this episode helpful and know somebody in recovery who could benefit from its inspiring message, please share this show with them. It would mean the world to us at Recovery Warriors if we can get our cause out to more people struggling with an eating disorder. So if what you heard today was helpful, share the show with another warrior or anyone on your treatment team. You can do this directly from your podcast player or send them over to recoverywarriors.com. We have a goldmine of free resources there for all stages of recovery. And until the next episode, may compassion light the path you are on and courage keep you on it. 
You totally got this, warrior. 